Eight ways to master communication. Now, everyone knows that communication is vital. Yet I don't think people put enough energy or emphasis into it. And I think whether it's business, your personal life, your relationships with your kids or your partner, your business partners, your staff, your customers, your suppliers, in everything we do, we do it with other people. And therefore, communication is probably one of the key traits of effective leadership, getting what you want, ensuring that um, you, know, you have a good relationship with people, you make money, you lead, you make a difference, etc. So I don't want to do a me mega long intro, but I do think it's important to set context. What area of life is communication not important? Hmm. Even meditation, you're communicating to yourself. That's actually a point. I've not really put this on my um, list because I'm going to share with you eight ways to effectively master communication and therefore master your life. But I've not put on my list how you communicate with yourself. There you go. How you communicate with yourself is probably the most important method of communication. So let's riff off this and go there. If you speak to yourself really badly, then you're probably not going to speak well to others. If you're triggered really easily, then you're probably going to react and lash out to others. So step zero, point zero, you've got a bonus one here already, of mastery of communication is communicating with yourself. Like, if you're not kind to yourself, you probably won't be kind to others. Are you kind to yourself? Because, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and I know a lot of entrepreneurs. And, and quite frankly, entrepreneurs can be really hard on ourselves. I'm not doing good enough. I should have more followers. I should have more customers. I should be making more money. I failed at this. I screwed up at that. Why did I do this? What a loser. Here I go again. And actually, we can really beat ourselves up. And I want to give you a couple of little tips on this. If you beat yourself up, you should also lift yourself up. Because every trait you have has an equal upside and downside. Your strengths and weaknesses are dovetailed and they're, they're unseparable. I'll give you an example. Let's say you're really good at vision. You're really good at creating the big dream, the big idea, and infusing and energizing people towards that big vision. That's a strength, right? But also, you're not good at tactics, the practical element, the diligence, the research, the minutiae of detail. So it's also a weakness. So your strengths and weaknesses are combined. So how you speak to yourself will dictate how you speak to others. If you beat yourself down, you need to lift yourself up. And if you're kind to yourself, you'll be kind to others. If you listen to yourself, you'll listen to others. So actually, that wasn't even in my list, but actually could be the moment, most important thing. How do you talk to yourself? Mm. You like, I know some people, and they've admitted this, and they're very successful people, and they said they wouldn't dare talk to someone else how they talk to themselves in their mind. You know, they would be way more kind to talk to someone else than how they talk to themselves. Anyway, that's point zero and a bonus one for you right off the bat. Now I'm going to cover eight other additional ways to communicate effectively so that you can be a leader, an entrepreneur, a business owner, have brilliant relationships with your staff, your clients, your friends, your family, your loved ones, your business partners, your suppliers and everyone. Communicate effectively on social media, engage in all the comments really well and, you know, um, react to people's triggering with kindness, etc. So here we go. Number one, managing your emotions. Number two, communication is energy transfer. 
Number three, it's not just how you give communication, it's how you receive it. Don't worry, I'm going to detail these. I'm not just doing them this fast. Number four is knowing someone's values. Number five is letting go of the fear of judgment. Number six is expression versus repression. Number seven is the medium of communication. And then number eight is getting clarification, clarity. Thank you for your kind comments, by the way. I can see them coming in. Hit the share button if, A, you think any of those eight points are useful and you think others could benefit from this. If you think about it, if we all communicate better with each other, how much better would the world be? If we stopped hating on each other, trolling each other, criticizing each other, getting triggered and lashing out at each other, imagine how much better, better the world would be. But I'll tell you what I find ironic is when you communicate a point of view and then a critic goes, shut up, you dick. What the fuck are you talking about? And, you know, they think they're giving you communication and feedback and criticism, etc. But they don't know how to communicate. And then when you communicate back to them, they get triggered in return. So, um, however, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I wish people would be more kind. I wish people would communicate better. Well, here's the thing, and this is vital. Communication starts with you and not with them. Thank you for all the people that are sharing. This is important. Be the change you want to see in the world. You know, I used to think, why do people talk to me like that? Why do they go and talk shit on social media? Why are they spreading hate and vitriol? You know, why are they um, posting defamation? Why are they trolling? This isn't fair. This isn't right. Why do they do that? Why won't they change? People don't change until you change. This is vital. Be the change you want to see in the world. People don't change until you change. Going to go on a bit of a tangent before I come back. If you want to truly fall in love, love someone for who they are and they will turn into who you want to love. Most people want people to change to love them. I wish someone would just be A, B and C. I wish they would treat me like D, E and F. I want someone who does G, H and I. No, you love people not when they become who you want. But when, who, when you see them for who they are. So literally, the universe is a mirror and it feeds back to you exactly what you give it. So if you love something or someone, it becomes what you love, i.e. you fall in love. So if you're kind, you get kindness back, especially when people are cruel and you re respond with kindness. That's the best likelihood of them becoming kind, too. Communication is exactly the same. We all want people to talk. I wish people would talk to me better. Why do they talk to me in that tone of voice? Why are they saying this stuff about me on social media? This is not going to change the world. What changes the world is when you change how you communicate to people, even when they communicate badly. This is a vital element. Right, here we go. Cool. Number one, manage and master your emotions. If you want to communicate like a legend, when you get triggered, you need to take time away and not respond while you're triggered. You've all sent an email out. Give me a yes in the comments if you've ever sent an email. Right, motherfucker. Send. And then you're like, shit, fuck. 
And, and I like it when people press the recall button and you get this really nasty email. And then afterwards says, I would like to recall that message. Well, it's too fucking late. You already sent it and you can't unsend it. It's like me getting naked and shaking around and wobbling around. Yeah, look at that. You can't. Oh, sorry. I'd like you to unsee that now. You can't unsee it. You can't unsend it. You can't unsay it. You can apologize, of course, and, and that will go some way. But you can't unsay it. So when you get triggered and when you get angry and when your values get challenged and when you think things are cruel and blind, what you do is you wait until the emotional hijacking and the triggering has gone and then you communicate and respond. Now, if you choose to be firm and direct and, you know, say, look, I'm not standing for this. At least you're doing it logically and with wisdom and not reactively and with emotion. So that's number one. Now, apparently, when you're triggered, it usually lasts about 10 seconds, that emotional hijacking that you can't control. And then after those 10 seconds, usually the triggering subsides. So give yourself 10 seconds, count to 10, do your breathing exercise, go on your own, go into a dark room and go, <laughs> and do that for 10 seconds and then come back and smile. I promise you, your life will be better. I believe most people's lives are being ruined in that 10 seconds after something happened to them when they get triggered. So take a breath. Let those 10 seconds subside. Sleep on it. Get some wise counsel. Go and do some meditation and then respond. Okay, that, that, I, I think that's the biggest one. And that will probably change your life, I would say. With your children, you know, none of us feel great when we've torn a new one into our children and shout and screamed and roared at them. None of us feel good about that. All right, in, the, in that triggering emotion, you look shit <laughs> to your seven-year-old or your wife or your husband or your business partner or your staff or your customers or your followers. Now, by the way, no one expects you to be perfect. No one, no one. And, and I know you, often we think that, you know, we've got to hold this high standard all the time. You know, being a leader is this really high standard. People are looking for how you respond. So if you get criticized and people talk shit about you, most people aren't judging you, but they are judging how you handle it. So if you handle it well, people will look at you and go, you're a leader. If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. handled that with aplomb and mastery. Okay, number two then. Tonality is 30 odd percent of communication. Body language is an even bigger portion. So communication is not just words. You know, they say it's not what you say. It's how you say it. 
So if you want to communicate well, and I'm not saying you have to be rah, rah, whoop, whoop, yeah, high energy, Tony Robbins, yeah, it doesn't have to be like that. But it, you, you need to energize, infuse and inspire people as well as just tell them what to do. And your tonality is vital. You know, if I went, oh, come on, fuck you. Or if I went, fuck you. There's a massive difference between the two. Steph has just asked on the live, why am I shouting? Because I get fucking excited about this stuff. Maybe I wasn't listened to enough as a child. I don't know. But communication is energy transfer, which is my number two on the list. So energize, infuse, inspire and transfer the energy from you to them as much as it is the words you say. But I also do think the words are important. This isn't even on my eight. I've already given you a massive bonus one, which is how you communicate with yourself. I would say the words you use are really important. Um, you know, I think words can be tools and weapons. Uh, and, and being very accurate with your language and words, I think, is really important. Saying, um, you know, uh, often people are instead of always people are, for example. Um, I sometimes find um, and, and selecting words accurately and carefully to avoid maybe judgment. Anyway, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll talk about that another time. Number three, then. A lot of people don't like the way people react. So have you ever had someone react badly to you? Give me a yes in the comments if you have. Well, you can take responsibility for that. Now, some people would say, oh, well, other people's reactions is on them. And I would to a certain degree say that. But if you take full responsibility for how your communication is received, not just how it's given, your life will give, given. See, words are important, Gived. <laughs> Let me say that again. If you take responsibility, not just for how you communicate and how it's given, but how your communication is received, your life will change. Because is it often the case that they say men are from Mars and women are from Venus or the other way around? I think employers and employees often communicate in a different way. We all see things in our own model and perception of the world. So you say something, you think they understood it and they didn't. You think that you were clear and they weren't clear. So taking responsibility, not just for how your communication is given, but how it's received will completely change your life. And in the world of in the cosmopolitan world we're in right now, where every country is multi multicultural, there's just been a good point here on the live. English isn't the first language of many people. So I just interviewed a Russian billionaire is actually from Kazakhstan, Timur, uh, and I, I had to speak much, much slower than I normally would. Uh, and actually, his main criteria for taking the interview was nothing to do with my following or the, you know, the nature of my questions. It was um, how I communicate with him and, and will I speak very slowly so that, you know, it's clear and he can understand the question because his mother tongue is not English. This is a really good point, by the way. And if you want to build a global brand like I do, you're communicating in multiple languages which is good feedback for me because I sometimes need to slow down because I tend to speak a bit fast. And someone said on the live that I shout and absolutely I shout. <laughs> um, all right. Number four, then. Um, know someone's values and lead, communicate and influence based on their values. So the study of axiology is the study of human value and worth. And basically that would that study um, that theory, axiology, states that we're all unique and we all have an individual set of values. 
Uh, and so therefore, we all see certain things as more important than others. So you think things are really important and you can't understand why people don't see that as important. That's because they have a different set of values and priorities and things that are important to them. And we all, according to axiology, have a unique set of values and things that are important to us, which I agree with, by the way. No two people are the same. If two people were the same, one of them wouldn't be needed on this planet. And I agree with that. So when you care enough about someone to find out their values and what's most important to them in their life, and you communicate what you want them to do, and you lead them based on their values and not yours, then people um, react and respond better to you. you. They are more likely to be led and influenced by you. You're more, your communication is more likely to land. So let's do a quick demo. If you're watching on TikTok or on Facebook, let me know in the comments what three things are most important to you in your life. Just in the comments, right? Family, money, health, or travel, freedom, and my children, you know, whatever else, but put in the comments the three most important things to you in your life. For example, I would always give commissions for good performance in my company, but a hundred pound commission to certain staff members is nothing really, because money's not that important to them. But a half a day off, um, or, you know, visit to a spa, or, um, you know, maybe a bit of adulation and praise in the office and being noticed and recognized can often be more important than £100. So Banksy here has written family, trust and happiness. So if I communicate in, in a way that will help him meet his family needs and give him more happiness, that's going to work more for Banksy than saying, hey, uh, we, we're going to make loads of money together. Don't worry about happiness. That's all hippie shit. Let's just make loads of money. Of course, I've instantly turned him off. Whereas if I said to him, imagine being able to start and scale a business and spend more time with your family and gain more happiness helping yourself and helping others, he's likely to more resonate with that. So Andrea here has put freedom, health, family. So I need to communicate with Andrea in a way that helps her achieve or perceive more freedom. She hasn't put money. Freedom is more important to Andrea than money because that's what's most important to her because that's what values are. So what we do naturally as human beings is we communicate in our values. Like you always hear me talking about money and business and entrepreneurship and scale and growth, because this is my mission to help as many people on the planet start and scale their business and get better financial knowledge. This is my mission and my obsession. So you'll hear me talk about that a lot. That's why some people judge me around money. But people who judge me around money are people to whom money is not important. So they're not judging me, they're judging them and then reflecting it out. Because remember, the universe is a mirror and communication is a mirror. And when you know this, by the way, people don't judge you on your values, they judge you on their values. That actually helps you communicate with them better. Because you don't take it personally, you don't think, oh, you're wrong, but fuck you. You go, okay, I just understand that money's not quite as important to you as it is to me. I understand you don't have a global mission, you know, and vision. What's important to you? Okay, family and freedom. Right, now I'm going to communicate with you in terms of family and freedom. So, you know, I help entrepreneurs start and scale their business. And if family and freedom is important to someone, if I said, look, I can help you start a business which gives you more time with your family and more freedom. As long as we build it online, on social media and in the metaverse, you can actually work less hours, spend more time with your family. You can even get your kids involved in building this new digital metaverse and train them. And then you can do that business traveling the world. Bang, I've got them. Or if I said, fuck your family, let's make loads of money, be obsessed, go big or go home, 10x, fuck average. They're going to be like, what are you talking about, Rob? Okay, so 
if you care about people enough, you have to care about people. This is the thing. Communication, usually we care about ourselves. I want to say this. I want you to listen to this. I'm waiting to speak. I don't want to listen to you. I want to express myself. Usually, that's what we're doing in communication. Whereas if you stop and breathe, like I'm not, but obviously I'm pumping out some content here, uh, and then you listen and you discover people's values and you communicate in their values, you show care and love, which they appreciate, and then they feel connected to you and inspired by you and led by you and they will trust you. And if you want them to do stuff, they'll do it. Cool. So if you're just tuning in, make sure you like this video on TikTok and make sure you hit the share button on Facebook and TikTok if you're finding this useful. I'm covering eight ways to master communication. And what we've covered already is point zero, fundamental is how do you talk to yourself? If you don't talk to yourself well in your mind, how are you going to talk well to others? Number one is managing and mastering your emotions. And when you get triggered, remove yourself from being anywhere near human beings and calm down. And if you decide to then go for it in return, at least you've done it logically and in a balanced, wise state. Number two, communication is an energy transfer. It's not just your words. It's your passion, enthusiasm, your desire, your care, your tonality. Number three, we all want to be listened to. And we all want people to respond to us how we want. But that's not how communication works. Communication works if you own how it's received and not just how you give it, then you'll be a better communicator. Number four, know someone's values and what's important to them and then communicate in their values, not your own. Number five, this is a big one, I reckon. You've got to let go of the fear of judgment and ridicule. Now, if you fear being judged, you will second guess. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Oh, I better not say that. Or, you know, people might not like that. Or people might think I'm unkind. Or people might think I'm aggressive. You know, like someone said in the comments, I tend to get excited. I tend to scream and shout a bit. And if I was worried about people judging me there, I wouldn't freaking say anything. I'd just stay in bed all day. So you have to let go of the fear of judgment and ridicule. Once you've let go of the fear of judgment and ridicule, you will communicate in the way that serves you and others around you the best, as opposed to second judging and guessing how it's being received. You cannot live your own life when you worry about being judged and ridiculed. You will live a life based on what you think other people want you to be instead of who you are. And communication is a massive part of that. Thank you, Steve. Steve has just said this is a mastermind in, its, in itself, killer content. Thank you. Please hit the share button if you're enjoying this content. So if you worry about think, what people will think about you, you won't give them criticism. You won't give them feedback. You won't challenge them. You know, people say, oh, you've got to learn to say no. Oh, you've got to have you know, strong, clear boundaries. Well, actually, if you're not good at communicating because you worry about what they'll think or say, people will smash through your boundaries. You won't know how to say no. So clear boundaries and saying no fairly but firmly is all about not worrying about what people will think or say about you. And do you know what? Look, I'm still working on this, but on, I'm 500 times better. I was the fattest kid in my year at school. I built this massive people-pleasing complex, this massive fear of conflict. I learned to cope being the fattest kid in school by learning how to get on with everyone and dancing around everyone and avoiding conflict and being nice to everyone and fitting in and being a chameleon. And in that pursuit of just actually being noticed, I lost who I was because I became a chameleon and I didn't know who I was. And business started to teach me that if I'm a chameleon, I am nothing. 
And if I don't communicate clearly and give feedback, you know, I had staff that should have been gone years ago, but I didn't dare give them feedback in case I upset them, even though I employed them. So the great thing about business is it will throw challenges at you, which will force you to grow. And so I had to learn conflict. I had to learn my own truth. I had to learn to communicate and say, no, I don't stand for that. And say it with kindness, but firmness in my tonality. Communication and critique and feedback and challenge are vital for growth. And if you fear being judged, you'll never do that and you'll always be weak. Okay, number six then is expression versus repression. So in life, some things need to be expressed. If you hold in stuff, it can actually cause disease. You can build resentment. You can build regret. If there's things that need to be said, they need to be expressed. And many people, especially people pleasers and avoiders of conflict, etc., and people with low self-worth, they repress, 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 repress. Then they um, regret, 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 resent, resent, resent. And then they either get ill, literally, with either anxiety or stress or even physical illness, or it builds up and builds up and then they lash out and flip out or have a meltdown or a breakdown. I know because I was that guy for 25 years. It still sometimes comes out every now and again with a little shout or scream. So you have to learn about yourself what needs to be expressed, i.e. what do you need to share with a therapist? What do you need to combine in someone with? Where do you need to ask for help? Where do you need to give people feedback and say, I'm sorry, but... I, I, this is not kind or this is not right or you know I don't agree with this so please can you kindly not do that and push people back and express your feelings now some people over express some people under express so mastery of communication is learning what to express and what to repress now repression is the opposite i.e there are some things you shouldn't fucking say honestly I'm just going to be honest with you I, I love my critics I love having a dance with the trolls and the haters. 99% of the time, it's fun for me. 1% of the time, I want to go, you're a fucking dick. What the fuck are you talking about? Fuck off. Just be nice. But I want to tell them to be nice by saying fuck off. Now, I know that actually needs to be repressed and not expressed. Because it's not going to do me any good. And I'm just, you know, descending to their level. So mastering communication is knowing what to express and what to repress, which is equally balanced, good for you and good for people around you. Okay, number seven, the medium of communication. People don't talk about this a lot. But have you ever seen a 500,000 word email with 932 people copied in and the longest, biggest trail of email threads ever? A 10 minute call would sort all that out. But then sometimes you get on the phone with someone, oh, Robert, just want five minutes. Two freaking hours later, live stories come out. Sometimes you get a voice memo on WhatsApp and it's 17 minutes long. Thank God for the two times speed button on voice memos. That's a game changer. So in communication mastery, knowing when to send an email, when to send an audio or a voice memo, when to meet face to face, when to have a phone call, when to have a Zoom. You know, when people DM you and say, oh, Rob, I want to sell you this thing. Jump on a 30 minute Zoom with me now. No, I don't even know you. So the medium of communication is vital. You know, I do podcasts, I'm on Facebook Live, I'm on TikTok Live, I'm on Clubhouse Audio. So there's audio, there's video, there's written, there's voice memo, there's live. Master of communication is not over or under communicating. It's only a little thing, but I have a little rule, which I try and impose, but I'm not Hitler, but you know, like still like it to be a rule, which is when you're emailing, 
If you want to reply, you email to. If you don't want to reply or if it's just for information, you carbon copy. Because what a lot of people is email to everyone and then no one replies. Because if two people are asked a question, neither of them reply. So these small, finer details of communication, they actually matter and the medium is vital. Number eight, the final one. I hope you found this useful. I'll do a quick summary. If we all communicate better and we communicate well, even when people communicate badly with us, the world will change. I believe the best way to respond to poor communication is with good communication. A little saying I love, kill them with kindness. Kill them with kindness. Okay, and then number eight is asking for clarification. So often things are misunderstood. So if you ask for clarification of something you're not 100% sure on, and you encourage people who communicate with you to ask for clarifications and be clear, sometimes, for example, you speak to a lawyer or an accountant or something like that, and it's all very technical. And if you then reply with an email saying, as I understand it, we covered these points. One, two, three, four, five. Is this clear? Have I understood it correctly? So seeking clarification of anything that could be ambiguous or anything you're not sure about is absolutely vital for effective communication. Right. So eight ways to master communication effectively. Point zero is how do you talk to yourself? Talk to yourself well and kindly, and you will do the same to others. Number one is manage and master your emotions. When you get triggered, take a breath, get let those 10 seconds of cortisol dissolve and only respond to communication when you're in control of your emotions. And if you choose to be firm or critical, then at least it's a choice because when we're triggered, we're not under choice, we're under duress. Number three or two is communication is a transfer of energy. It's not just words, it's tone, it's energy. It's inspiration, enthusiasm and energizing. And so transfer energy and you'll also transfer in, um, action and leadership. Number four, then, is communication is not how you give it, it's how it's received. And if you're responsible for how it's received, not just how you give it, because you could just say, oh, I didn't mean that. Well, that's not what I said. That's not owning how people receive communication. Remember, be the change you want to see. Next one is know someone's values and what's important to them. And then communicate based on their values and not your own. Next one is let go of the fear of judgment so you can be candid honest, um, and you can be critical or give feedback and challenge when and where required. So you've got good boundaries. Next one is expression versus repressing. Express too much and you're too emotional. Repress too much and you'll end up hurting yourself. Know what to express and share and give feedback on and know what to repress and not say and bite your tongue. Biting my tongue is something that I did for 20 years and never expressed myself and became ill. And then for five years, I just ranted at everyone and both extremes were pretty damaging. The next one is know the medium of communication. What's the most effective? Is it live? Is it Zoom? Is it phone call? Is it face to face? Is it email? Is it voice memo? If it's short, medium or, or long form, if it's simple or complicated, don't don't make the medium make communication um, you know, more muddled. Also, a quick tip about communication. If you ask two people to do something, no one will do it. 
If one person is solely responsible for a task, that one person will have to do it. So I used to give a thing to three people, see who would go and do it, challenge people. I would have thought, well, if I give that to two people, I've hedged it. No, never. One person responsible, give one task to one person. Um, And then the final one is if you're in any doubt of how you've expressed something or how you've received something, ask for clarification. Some people are scared to ask for clarification because they feel they look stupid, that they didn't understand. I actually think you're smart and courageous when you don't worry about looking stupid. Um, I I often have people explain things that are quite simple to me. And I just go, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Could you explain it again? Or even, look, I'm I'm a bit simple at the moment. Or I haven't had my coffee for a few hours. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Could you explain it again? Because I now don't give a, I don't care if people are going to judge me and think I'm stupid for asking for clarification. Because it's worse if you're not clear and you go and do something wrong.